0: potential to do something where you don't have those demands and you have a work-life balance because well, it's not the job, dude.
1: And I, I, I stress that with my guys outside of finding, finding a different profession. Um, I've always stressed that with my guys to, to have something else, whether it's just a hobby that maybe turns into something more that makes some money. Um, but also just have a backup plan. Yeah. Have something because whether it's malicious or not, or you get fired for some odd reason, or look what happened to, you know, Bogman. Yeah. You know, he gets injured on the job and the city is looking at it from a sheer number standpoint. They're, they're well within their right to, to fire someone at the year mark. If the doc says, Hey, you can't like, you're not physically fit. You can't come back to work yet. I'm not comfortable with that.
2: And he to gets the, nothing
1: to, to the city. You're just a number. Yeah. Right? So they, yeah. they shit canned him at the one year mark. And had he not been proactive and got a business set up and, and right. doing his thing and doing really well exactly. at the one-year mark, and he didn't find out that he was fired until they sent me to his doorstep. Duh. He's like, hey, like, good to see you. but What's up, dude? What are you doing? It's like, No one's
0: called you. No one said anything. Wow. Nope. Dude, that's one of those, you're always like, you're, you're one call away, right? Like, I think everybody prepares for you know, pile of brass and going out that way. Yeah. You know, like the hero's exit, right? But The truth is that's extremely Mm -hmm. infrequent. And whether you're injured on the job physically or mentally or whatever that looks like, or you just get that call where it doesn't matter how well trained you are. If it's that call, like that's going to end it for you because there's going to be a, you know, especially social media outcry, you're going to get blasted socially or whatever that looks like.
2: Yeah. Um, Right. I think you're right. It's good to have a backup plan. We're recording, by the way. Oh, cool. I just uh, figured it was a good starting point. Usually there's a lot of gems in the beginning when people are just sitting around BSing the and i like, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I, re- I hit record and I was like, well, if they say something in a, like I need to delete, we can edit it. But Got you it. guys did a great job. No department names. Um, quick intro. Uh, Seth Horst, your North Idaho agent, my, one of my partners, Eric Boardman, uh, also with your North Idaho agent and local law enforcement. And he brought in someone else from local law enforcement. His name is Eric as well. Uh won't lose use last name or departments just for that sake because, you know, he's working still. So happy to have you guys here. We we intend to talk about gun laws, but we were kind of talking about some other stuff when you peeked in on us there. So, um Yeah. I think that backup plan is important, man. Like, I mean, I did 14 years, I was getting ready to promote and, and then, you know, I had this snagging injury from a surgery from a work injury and uh, like I had to pull the plug and it was a huge shock, right? California, um, is apparently a lot better than Idaho in that, you know, we can collect uh, disability retirement, mm-hmm. uh, which has been a, a savior for our family at least to help me get established up here in real estate. But, right. um, I've heard Idaho does not have that.
1: We have, uh, you can apply for what they call long-term disability. Okay. Um, I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know all the percentages. Uh, I've heard that if you get approved, you can get up to 60% of what your base wage was at the time of termination. Um, But again, it's, it's all, it's an application process. It's not an automatic, like, Hey, you, you were terminated because of an injury Yeah. automatically get this. It's an application process that, that's from the time you apply to the time they even look at it, it's upwards of three or four months. Yeah. Wow. I will will say time to sit without income. Right.
0: It, It is better. Like you're seeing it move in the right direction. Like I know that there was, um, you know, down kind of grassroots movement towards removing the stigma of like mental health stuff with law enforcement. And they got a lot moving in that direction too, which I think is beneficial. There's, too many dudes out there hanging on with stuff right, yeah. that not only yeah. um, affects them at work, but it affects them at home too. So I'm hopeful that keeps moving in the right direction, but that's all legislative stuff. You know what I
2: mean? It takes time to, yeah. to change, you know, and I, <clears throat> I hate to say it. California's actually got something right, but they're, yeah. they're ahead of the curve on that one for sure. Probably to the dismay of the California taxpayers because, right. you know, this job breaks a lot of people physically and mentally and, uh, you know, same with firefighting and paramedics, all that uh, so I think there's a, a pretty large chunk that go out on medical stuff.
1: Right.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. No doubt. At least for some period of time, for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, interesting when you break down the differences between, like, what California recognizes, for example, if you're in law enforcement, if you have any sort of back or, like, uh, back injury or knee injury, they'll attribute you to your time in service. I can't remember what they call that. It's like their, um, their bill of rights.
2: Pre, uh, presumptive injury.
0: Yes. Yeah. Where it says... Now, realistically, if you're in law enforcement for a certain period of time, you're probably going to jack your back up or jack your knees up. It's right. just a part of the job. Of, right. Um, and, and there's, I mean, it's
2: true, right? Like I, so I had a hernia and that was my stupid injury. And um, that was also a presumptive injury, right. even though I had a specific incident that I definitely noticed it. Uh, it's a really embarrassing story. I was um, <clears throat> literally moving a pallet of copy paper from here to there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like, you know, lifting in a twisting, jerking motion as right. you should. And um, something let loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that of was all it. the wild stuff, dude. Yeah. And no, yeah. Physically I physically handled themselves. I, I vaguely brush over. Yeah. You know, I got yeah. hurt. I got hurt in the line of duty. We got people people are always story. like, oh, I got shot. And, and then they always want to ask.
0: I'm like, no, actually, I was literally moving paper. I was pushing paper. There's a burning bus. There's <laughs> yeah. a bunch of nuns. Like it was, it was serious. bro. life and death. It was just me. Yeah. Not the way I wanted to go, but you right. know, whatever.
2: And yeah. here I am in Idaho.
0: Well, I do want to kick this off. We didn't do this like we normally do, right? No. Usually I'll give them yeah. a quick intro. So, uh, Eric and I have known each other for about ten, eleven years. Oh, yeah, kind years. of has, yeah. Similar back. That seems a lot longer than that. When I yes, it does. Your face. There's a lot of time <laughs> spent in surveillance cars together for long periods of time. But <laughs> uh, similar career paths. We were both uh, Navy. Um, Wait, were
2: you in a submarine too? You're way too big for that. No. Okay. Okay.
0: No he's, no, he's never on a sub. Never on a ship. Okay. No, nothing like he did. He did green stuff. He did green stuff. What's that mean? Um,
2: What's that mean? Tell me more. <laughs> oh.
0: Like, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. We'll right, get right. there. <laughs> but, uh, no, so he and I have uh, known each other for about 10 years. We had Navy background. He kicked off at the first agency about a year before I did. 2012, into 2012. Yeah. So so, we just seemed to leapfrog each other. We yeah. ended up, like, we worked in addiction together, which was, like, um, you know, I-90s, that corridor for drugs. He and I both worked out on the interstate, which is cool. Um, we, I think I was negotiations. He was SWAT. And then we went to PD the same time. I think that one, he beat me. He was one, I was two. We flip-flopped that way, too. But uh No any, big deal. Yeah, then we went to a different agency. Uh, yeah, SWAT. We worked uh, street crimes task force, you know, the CAT team, stuff like that. It was pretty, it was pretty righteous. So we've been there the same time, promoted around the same time and all that. But when you talk to somebody about running guns, asking questions about Idaho stuff here or training, dude's a stud. I kind don't of like saying that in front of him because I don't want to inflate that. Yeah, thing, you know, he's already. He yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, but it, it was funny. Given our similarity, we've always kind of been lumped into this similar category. So we teach together. We teach a lot of, like, advanced level narcotics investigations. So every one of those, we've got a picture that pops up at the beginning from the movie Twins, which was like an 80s yes. movie with Arnold yes. and Danny DeVito. So yes. I don't know how he feels about being. You know, Danny DeVito, but uh, sure, like the Arnold yeah. reference for me was fairly accurate. <laughs> he's six three and I'm five eight. So <laughs> bullshit as well, with or without shoes. On. <laughs> but when I have my tap, his, when I have my G-C's, swap boots, his swap like boots nine have nine like fact- a lift oh, yeah. on them. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and Dave gets so mad at me. He's like, you can't wear those for pictures. Yeah. And I was like, like hell, yeah, like, We're yeah. doing team photos, Watch and uh, he's got he's got those on. Couple <laughs> <Yeah. like>, platform <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's dude. pretty slick move. like, yes, absolutely. No, but Eric's going to be a wealth of reason or wealth of knowledge when it comes to that stuff. He's just one of those dudes that's also emasculating because he's done construction for a number of years. So anytime I'm screwing something up around the house, it's hey, why don't you call Eric and make sure mm. you're doing that? Right? So he's one of those guys that's like a
2: little yes. bit more manly than you in every way, and you're like, yes. damn him,
0: super. I didn't want to say that on the air, but now that it's out, <laughs> own there, it, bro. <laughs> yeah, own it. Just take it. So yeah, really good run runner, really good uh, instructor. As far as uh, he's got a couple of side hustles where he. Constructs new firearms, folks, or even advanced firearms. Folks, oh, cool! And tips and tricks, and we'll talk about some of that. But uh, yeah, it does some construction stuff. Does really good work. So it will be fun to have. Do
2: you cook too, bro?
0: I'm, I I lived on top ramen and white bread through college. Okay, so <laughs> <Yeah. I'm, laughs> kind of, I'm, a,
2: kind, get of get by, kind of a big deal. deal. Okay, yeah, yeah. Josey Olay <laughs> and Taco Bell sauce. <laughs> yeah, got yeah. Uh, yeah. So we d- we intended to talk about um, gun laws, just some gun stuff in Idaho, because that's always a hot topic. People have these questions a lot you know, a lot of our clientele, I would say are from the law enforcement world. So then maybe not as much, but, um, you know, we do, we do deal with a lot of people that are coming up here and like the culture, but they're kind of new to it. So I thought it'd be, it'd be good to talk about that. Um, you know, we've got two great resources here or at least one. And, uh, <laughs> so we could, we can dive into that. And, you know, um, Eric was showing me short, Eric was showing me, uh, before the, uh, Davidto no, DeVito was, God dang it. was showing me that <laughs> Call uh, <sign> <laughs> was that case law or was that just the um the Idaho statute for the castle doctrine that you were just showing me upstairs
0: yeah for those who want to check it out it's nineteen two oh two big a oh. and it's just the uh like the self defense doctrine it's kind of what was that the last two years uh castle doctrine was twenty eighteen so about five almost six years i believe okay. right so that's talking about your um I can rattle some of that off, but it's, it's
2: kind of interesting and, and kind of a little, Vague. there's two sides to it, right? Yes. Like I got, a, it was a little scary too. It's,
1: it's nice to actually hear the, the verbiage in the code too. Yeah. When you're talking about the, like truly the stand your ground or castle doctrine. So I'll rattle
0: off the first one just cause I got the voice. Yeah. You God, you I'll, 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 yeah. I'll use what I bring yeah. to the table. Thank you. <laughs> <Mesmerizing. Yeah>. <laughs> Def- <laughs> only the first five minutes is free. It's nine, <laughs> nine after that. All right. Defense of self, others <laughs> in certain places. No person in this state shall be placed in legal jeopardy of any kind whatsoever for protecting himself or his family by reasonable means necessary or when coming to the aid of another whom he reasonably, reasonably believes to be in imminent danger of or the victim of aggravated assault, robbery, rape, murder, or other heinous crime. So you hear that. There's a big part of me. I'm a big fan of that. I mean, this is my own personal opinion. I'm a big fan of having something like that here because I think a lot of people that carry concealed and they're responsible firearms owners in other states, they're worried about getting sued or charged criminally, which which happens. I mean, I've heard horror stories about other states where somebody breaks into a house and they're shot and somebody's defending their family and then they're charged criminally. Right? Awesome that we have that here. Sometimes law enforcement, we see that bagness being yeah. utilized for things that i still think are criminal
2: does this preclude for uh, like a civil suit or can they still sue civilly like the victim uh say you shoot a dude you're good on right the criminal side still got a civil possibility yes yeah okay. yeah
0: that day i wouldn't protect you from
1: yeah i civil suit is like a completely separate yeah. avenue okay i like I've never heard of a successful civil suit when you're deemed it, it when it's been deemed criminally um, criminal. justified. Okay, right. Yep. I, I've never seen a success there. Now there, you know, there may be some one-off cases somewhere that I'm I'm not aware of, but okay. I'm not. I'm not aware of any successful civil suits.
2: Okay. Now, where can that go wrong? Because when we were reading in that we were discussing it upstairs.
1: And, you know, you kind of use that example of like a bar fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Send it. I think some of the verbiage in there, um, and if you want to pull it back up really quick, but it talks about reasonably believes. Yeah. And that's where some of that, that subjectiveness comes into it. Like, all right, you're, you're explaining your standpoint, but would 12 other jurors potentially, would they reasonably believe that they were in danger too, given or being put in that? same situation. yeah, um, And so that's where sometimes it can open up to, all right, would, would these other people have done the same thing, haven't having
0: been put in the same situation? Well, this okay. speaks to that directly. The second subsection is worth reading. The defense of self or of another does not require a person to wait until he or she ascertains whether the danger is apparent or real. A person confronted with such danger has a clear right to act upon appearances such as would influence the action of a reasonable person. Yeah. So it's a reasonable person standard. Sometimes it's as cops, like that's. Right. That's a good thing, right? Yes. But for us sitting here, you know, we have a different standard on what we perceive to be a real, you know, an imminent threat. Oh, right. Training and experience, you can argue. Y- yes. yes but when you when you start applying a reasonable standard to the whole of society that that yeah. can get a little subjective.
2: Well, I play which, Fortnite, bro, and you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, it's completely reasonable in that world. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, sure. Which we saw some of that in practical application. <clears throat> you remember the uh the BLM protests and riots in town where um we kind of made ways. The Bureau
2: of Land Management? I'm not Why would they <laughs> yeah, protest?
0: Absolutely. I'm not sure we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of homes being built up here. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it is. A lot of timber being cut down. The uh <laughs> But when those protests hit, it got kind of wild, and you know, Coeur d'Alene got a lot of publicity because there were people showing up downtown armed. And I think we saw both sides of the spectrum there. There's some very responsible. You can tell by the way somebody's carrying most of the time, right? Whether uh, or not they-
2: some of it's their kit, some of it's the how comfortable they look in it, right? And yes. you're like, yeah. Then, right. then, then there's the dude with the Uncle Mike's <laughs> nylon holster flapping That's on the small of his back, tactical with a <laughs>
0: yes. freaking yes. 1911 hammer back, right? No. No wrong. And that can get, that can get scary as cops. Cause that can go real bad. <laughs> yeah. That can go real bad, real, real quick.
2: Um, but so you used an example and I don't know if you can talk about this, but like a bar fight situation going back to the, uh, castle doctrine. Yeah. Like a bar fight guy picks a fight, goes outside. Can you talk about that? I mean, no names, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We can just talk. I don't about know that. if that was a hype,
2: is that a, hy- that's a hypothetical. Yeah. We'll th- yeah hypothetical
0: yeah. Yeah. for today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could talk about that like a <laughs> hypothetical. Um, basically you go in and you engage, uh, you know, you, it's a confrontation, whatever verbal, a hey, let's step outside, which sometimes I think the world needs a little more of that. Oh, right. You miss settle. those days. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where you settle it just like that. But the confrontation escalates outside and it's physical or you're using hand weapons, you know, personal weapons. And then there's distance created and then somebody produces a firearm and shoots somebody else. Um, under that, when it's, you know, that vague, that can be a, that can be a challenge because I don't like that. Right. But I
2: also, but I like the other side of it. So me I'm too. not, I'm willing to, I guess, take that risk. Right. I don't ever pick fights. I don't, I don't even go to bars cause I don't want to be around it. Right. But you know, that scenario bugs me a little bit because say somebody is the aggressor, you step back up to defend yourself and now they shoot you. Yeah they're potentially in the good.
0: Yeah. Right? We've had calls that go both ways where people have been able to protect themselves, which I think is great. You know, there's some very, you can look them up, but there's some case, there's some good examples that have happened here locally. Yeah. Somebody's been able to protect themselves and um, I do like that part of it. So what's the the argument? You know, you want to capture the positive and there's going to be anomalies. I guess like to live in a
2: free society, right? Where, you know, you can open carry, you can do like you have to take You get a little bit of the wild west, right? You have to take that side of it too. Like, yeah, you get your freedom, but hey, like you got to watch your shit too.
0: Yeah. You got to be cautious.
2: I guess. Right. Hmm. That's, that's, that's an interesting one to me. Right. I mean, I definitely want the right, like if someone comes in my house, I don't want to have to get down my throw down excuse me a serial number fired off you know the whole deal like i don't have that i'm just kidding yeah it's a
1: screwdriver um, yeah, and we're still in the hypothetical. yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah like, i don't want to have absolutely. to do all yes, that right yeah. like you know i perceive a threat i I want to be able to handle it i don't want to wait well, and that's and that's where there's another code that was modified and i, I want to say it was around the same time 2018 2019 i could look at the revision um and i'll read the verbiage on it but it's uh, justifiable homicide by a person. This is just an Idaho code that kind of caveats into that. Um for those interested, Title 18, chapter 40, uh 1840-09. So the first part of the code kind of outlines and it's it's pretty detailed. Uh I, for sake of time, I won't read the whole thing, but they added a subsection. For the purpose of this subsection One B of this section, a person who unlawfully and by force or by stealth enters or attempts to enter a habitation place of business, employment, or occupied vehicle is presumed to be doing so with the intent to commit a felony. Hmm. So if somebody is entering your home, it is presumed that they're there to commit a felony or your vehicle or occupied vehicle place of work. Like it outlines all of that. Um, Again, there's, there's pluses and minuses, right? Right. Because, you know, and, and when we talk about the training side of it, like I want people to be comfortable defending their property, defending their home, their vehicle, their family, but I also want people to be knowledgeable and have, have the knowledge, like what, what better weapon than knowledge. So there's a plus and a minus to that, right? How many calls do we get? Of uh, somebody, somebody waking up at five a.m. Hey, there's some drunk dude sleeping on my couch. Right, mm. like kicked in the front front door, thinking it was his own home. Yep. left his keys in his truck or whatever. Walked home, <clears throat> booted the door, and he's passed out on the couch. It's how quickly? I met.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, funny story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how quickly could that have been? Hey, I just smoked some dude because he, mm-hmm. he, yeah. you know, jumped jumped through my living room window, or I found him sleeping on my couch, and I smoked him. Yeah. And, and, right
2: and like, like me personally, I don't want that on my conscience, Right.
1: Right. I want like, to be, are to- you justified in doing that by the code you are? Yeah. The way the code reads, do you want that on your conscience, or you've got a son or a daughter and you smoke some kid climbing through your window? Right. He's there to steal some shit. Like, no, that's not a death sentence for me. Right. He right. snuck out of his house because he wants to.
0: Make out, oh. with,
1: make out with his girlfriend yeah. in, yeah. in okay. your yeah. Like, yeah. No, we don't talk about daughters. I'm, I'm
0: okay with shooting. That yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a that that's yeah. scenario. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. strictly <laughs> comfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah. strictly hypotheticals. Yes. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but right, I mean, those are those are real possibilities, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't want that on my conscience. Yeah. I I want the ability to defend my family, safely and be protected under law, but that that opens it up. I feel like when the state presumes that anyone entering your home is there to commit a felony. That also opens another, another set of doors.
0: Yeah. The state's lining out your defense for you before it even occurs. Like right. We talk about, you know, cops will talk about grand factors. Like it's, it's lining out grand factors for this justification mm, of force yeah. prior to it, which, man, sometimes you're flirting with the fine State line. State is checking boxes for you yes. before, before you've right. encountered it. Right. And at the end of the day, so <clears> much <throat> of that's about morality. That's what's cool with having, Somebody like you teach people, though, especially folks that are relatively new to it moving here. you're not just getting like the gun runner stuff besides getting smoked by me regularly. You can run a gun pretty well, but that part <laughs> of it's uh no, but that part of it's you're you're adding in those factors and knowledge because it's not over after you eliminate that threat, like we know right. that all too well as cops after right. you're engaged in an encounter like that. There's a lot afterwards. Mm. And even as a citizen, you have to know that what you were doing was righteous based on the protection of yourself and others. It's a different perspective. Not a lot of people think about, they think it's all about, uh, you know, sight picture and trigger control, right? Right. There's a whole different so side. So much that. more that goes into it. And like I said before, knowledge
1: is your best weapon. Yeah. Right. It's, it's one thing to know how to operate a gun, be comfortable with operating a gun. It's another thing to have the knowledge and the foresight and to be able to recognize things when you see them all right. Is this the appropriate time? I use the example. There was a, an incident and I'm sorry. I want to say it was down in California at a home Depot. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, paying customer leaves. Here's kind of a commotion. Sees somebody running through the parking lot, employees following yelling, you know, Hey, he just stole stuff or like, Hey, stop. Come back. You got to pay for that property. Right. He holds them at gunpoint. Like, in the in the parking lot over over property yeah that's insured right Home Depot has an insurance claim they file it as stolen they get reimbursed like it's property was that appropriate use of a firearm no I'm not getting involved in that no I might trip right. that
2: dude if he runs by me just because it'd be cool but yeah be a good witness <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah get I'll a plate number get
1: something but like right to unholster a weapon and hold somebody at gunpoint over over what property tools yeah like
0: right and. All of us sitting here, we all want – people need to be held accountable for that. One of the reasons I like Idaho and I think Idaho is as safe as it is is we still – I mean, criminal activity is still criminal activity. But in that instance, what happens when that dude either flees from that or approaches you? Is it righteous for you to use your firearm in that instance? That's the level of knowledge you need. Is this a righteous, justifiable action for me to use my firearm? If not, don't even produce it. (laughs) Don't even produce it because you added a gun to that fight. And you you
1: fast forward to – you know, when I was working for the, the first agency I started with, good working relationship with Walmart up north. And, I mean, they, they spoon-fed us all sorts of felony arrests because we had a good working relationship with them. But they had a policy that restricted them from doing certain things. Right, And so I get a phone call, hey, we got this, we got that, whatever, we'd go handle business. Talking with them, some of the stuff that changed is they, they had an incident at a Walmart down in Florida. Cart push burglary. a guy goes in clearly was there just to steal stuff, walks in, grabs a cart, goes back to the TVs, puts a flat screen, bunch of you know electronic components in this cart and just walks out. Lost prevention at the time out a policy where you could follow them out into the parking lot. You could go hands- on. You could, you could take reasonable means to stop that from happening loss prevention goes out, confronts him. Hey man, you need to stop. You didn't pay for that stuff. Goes to go hands-on. The guy turns around and shoots him, shoots the loss prevention officer dies. And so they completely revamped their policy. Like you are not allowed to leave the store. You can't go hands-on. It's you're basically, you are just a good witness because of that. Like, or the reason they did that is they've got that insurance policy, right? If if stuff gets stolen, yeah, we don't want it to happen. And we're going to report it. We want them to be held accountable. But is your life worth more than a flat screen TV? But yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, That's unfortunate. Nothing's
1: worth that. So, I right. I've seen some good changes there, but then that that you know it comes back to laws in Idaho. Like, what's our ability to enforce this? And you know, prosecution, all of that. I mean, the the full gamut of things. Like,
2: do you guys see that going away anytime soon, or is it still a good culture, like in the DA's office and everything? In favor of,
1: <laughs> man, it's a, it's a... <laughs> I'll
0: it's be real about real 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 this. alright I'm going <laughs> to right. try. We're still hypothetical. <laughs> right? <Yeah. So> hypothetical. <laughs> we have some really, really good, and this is going to be interesting. You'll like, it. uh, Seth's going to come on the podcast, which he'd be similar to this too. Green over at, uh, oh, she's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in and out of court a lot. Here's here's my issue with that. I still think it's good. Idaho still has teeth. Our citizens still want us to pursue criminal activities. That's what our citizens want. That's who they elected, right? So we can still do that. It's part of the reason Idaho's crime rate's down so low, especially Coeur d'Alene down 60%, 65%, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's funky here. Some In a lot of the ways that we do things in court, we still act like it was 20 years ago where we didn't have the same number of cases. We testify a lot. And there is my experience there is inconsistency with the judges all across the board. Mm. That, that That is a significant factor in the prosecution of each case. That's, there doesn't seem to be standardization in uh, practical, reasonable understanding of case law yeah. and how it's applied. So it gets super funky. So a case that just mirrors with the elements in the contact will be ruled different. There's, there's a lot of what it feels like is that
1: their own interpretation.
2: Yeah. Or personal opinion. Do you think politics plays into that? Or is it perhaps their political leaning?
0: Inevitably. Yeah. uh, yeah, It's hard. Possibly. Yeah. 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 Inevitably it's, uh, that, that part of it's tough and that's inconsistency. I I truly believe our area is lacking like a judicial watch. I know a lot of big areas. Oh,
2: yeah. You talked to me about this one time. Yeah.
0: That'd be awesome to have somebody out there that, um, would watch some of the cases and then just at least let the public know. Cause most of the time elections, they're going to say, Oh, and the incumbents the best choice because you know, Idaho's safe, you can leave your car unlocked. I don't recommend it be a hard target, but you can leave your car unlocked. It's okay. Your stuff's not, it's not San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so they tend to go with the incumbent. when In reality, man, it would be nice for people to know what some of those rulings are. Yeah. And there's yeah. some great <laughs> judges. Don't get, don't get me twisted. There's some really, really good ones that really care about the <laughs> community, but there's an inconsistency, which is tough. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's very important to have like a good DA's office and a good yes. judicial system in the town. That makes all the difference, man.
0: That's prepared for the expansion, right? Like, yeah. Uh, Cause this area, you know, secrets out, you know, oh, yeah.
2: No, it's, it's our fault. fault. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. We get a lot of nasty comments yeah. that, that we, we yeah. me, myself, I'm yeah. bringing all these people up here. Yeah, they didn't know right. about it until I said something. So right. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. The secret is out. Yeah. People are looking. Um, you know, thankfully, I firmly believe and I say this a lot. This is like the highest concentration of veterans and former first responders anywhere in the world. Yeah. I fully believe it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool.
0: It's like, you know, the right kind of people. Well, and that's what we're talking about, like responsible gun ownership and carrying those laws are obviously different here than they are in other states. Um, But if you have people that are trained and well-versed and they've carried that's having a responsible, trained, armed population, I am in support of. Yeah, fully. I I think people realize that if they're going to go try to carjack somebody here, the chances of you coming across somebody that's armed, they're, they're high. Pretty yeah. Pretty high. Let's, yeah. let's not do that here. The, yeah. the risk is too high. Uh, right.
2: Like any car. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm ready for that moment. I'm like, here,
0: you want my wallet too? Yeah. Then they have you, dangerous. <laughs> you might not even go to a gun.
2: You're like, you know what? We're going to throw hands first. I've been trained have, for
0: this. I have
2: dabbled in fighting inside of a car. Yes. It's like, it's, yeah. it's an, it's an element. And it's fun. Um,
0: yeah. What just, would you tell those folks? Eric, tall Eric. There, there you yeah, go. There so go. I'm just going to embrace yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. embrace <laughs> it. Um, What would you tell those folks that are moving here from some of those states, like quick rundown on what it's like in Idaho, you know, carrying here, what you'd recommend if they're coming here to try to assimilate to how we, how we roll.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh man. And how to interact with law enforcement when you're carrying. Cause a lot of great questions that that comes up a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I imagine you guys, almost everybody has a CCW that you deal with.
1: Yep. It's like, what, you know, what's we one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <and> I, like <laughs> right. CCW or not like, man, that's ah, damn near. That's the first question out of my mouth. Yeah. Anytime I contact someone, Hey man, any guns here, you got a got a gun on you, got a weapon on you. Um, and it's not, it's not necessarily. Cause I, I make the assumption that everyone is armed right? that I talk to or deal with or interact with. I'd, I automatically in my mind, they're armed. I use that question because I I want to gauge their response. Right. I want to see how they're interacting. Do they get nutted up? Do they get, start getting nervous when I ask them about a gun, mm-hmm. knowing that they have one on them or knowing that they don't? And so for me, it's a lot about how how the interaction is going to move forward after this. Right? Yeah, man, I got a gun on my right hip. Or say it's, hey, it's in the glove box. Or yeah, you know, just went shooting there in the back seat or whatever. All right, sweet. I, my assumption was that you're armed already. I just wanted to see how your response was yeah, to that yeah, question. If yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? yeah. Totally. You know, I, if somebody starts getting nutted up, or like nervous, or like looking around the car. No, no, there's no guns in here. You know, no, these no, aren't my pants. Yeah, yeah. Right. Start Why did you say ML that, <laughs> that <laughs> might work west of here? but No. Nah. Uh,
2: I always used to say, like, I it, obviously it wasn't as common in California, right? A lot. It was a question I asked, especially on graveyards. But it was always like, yeah, if they were like, hey, yeah, I got my CCW guns in the glove box. It was always like, all right, cool. You don't touch yours. I won't touch mine. Right? Like, yep. easy. Yeah. And and you know, same thing. It was. It was usually pretty obvious. It's a the good ones one. that should have it should response, not. Yes. Right? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. If somebody is legal to have one and they know they've got one, like, they shouldn't be nervous around the cops right. just because you're in uniform. Like, And so gauging that response it puts them at ease. And in, in my mind, it, it helps put me at ease, too. Like, all right, yeah, this dude, law-abiding citizen, has a gun like everyone else in Idaho, Yeah, but is open about it. Right. He's honest about it. Like,
2: and remember, people, okay. like if you're going to show the cop, remember to reach in a very quick motion to grab it <laughs> yeah, and show yeah, it, right? Yeah. right? Is that the right you way to do You remember it? that fighting in yeah. the car thing yeah. we just talked yeah. about? That's <laughs> a good
0: way for them. No, but truly, I, and you're 100% right because people do get a little awkward, and you get like different reactions. It's totally random, right, uh, depending on what it is. Yeah. For me, what I'll tell folks when they ask me, is man, if I approach the car and your hands are on the steering wheel, just say, hey, man, I just want you to know I got a gun on my right hip. I said, okay, cool, dude. It's North Idaho. Everybody does. I got one on mine, too. <laughs> not not a big deal. Like, it, it's not a big deal. Uh, like lawful possession. I might ask a few questions about it, right? Especially if I start seeing other things in the car that are concerning to me, like rolled up tinfoil or some other stuff mm. that has a nexus of violent you crime and drugs. I've tested. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. can't so bake potatoes nice. in cars yeah. anymore. <laughs> Come yeah, on. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I know. Here I am being judgmental. But. <laughs> No, if there's some other factors and it's starting to make, like, hink me up a little bit, yeah, yeah, I'll take some exception. But just because you have a firearm in a car doesn't mean we're going to yard you out of the car and do anything like that. And remember, if it is an officer and there's multiple occupants, they're like, hey, would you just mind stepping in? It doesn't mean you're in a bunch of trouble or we're judging that. It's just distancing you from that for your safety and for ours. Yeah. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. We deal with it all the time.
2: Castle castle doctrine. Does that come into play at all with cops? That'd be a tough one.
0: No, I mean, not. you're talking about Castle Rock and standing ground at your house?
2: Yeah, or in your car.
0: Well, yeah, similar. To- Some
1: dumbass tried to do that yet. So it, claim that. where that kind of comes into play, and that's where we have to be careful as, as law enforcement is announcing who we are and why we're yeah, there, yeah. right? You know, you got a, a nighttime search warrant or nighttime, like a, a, and we don't really use them anymore, but no knock warrants. Yep. Yeah. And that, that has come, we're there for a reason. Yeah. We're not going away um, calling out the specific address, calling, you know, making sure that, you know, our perimeter units can hear our announcements so that we can articulate all of that.
2: Is there ever a scenario anymore where a SWAT team would do a no-knock warrant and just first thing you hear is a flashbang?
1: I'll, I'll say, I'll say no. Yeah. We, we've been approved no-knock warrants. We, we don't execute them. Yeah. Like I,
2: yeah. Them. I feel like you're right. It's going to force a shooting. Yes.
1: Because like our every time, like, Typically, no-knock warrants is preservation of evidence, right? You don't want them – you don't want to give them the chance to dump dope down a toilet or, or you know, destroy anything. Is my safety worth more than evidence?
0: No. Yeah. No. No, and that's just it. And that is some a consideration with Idaho. Most people are armed, right? Like, that is just routine. If I'm going into somebody's house, you expect them to arm themselves. Yeah. That's our society here. You know, that's our culture in North Idaho, and that's just – that part of it's not worth it. And honestly, I'm not entirely sure it's any more effective. We use a lot of different tactics where, if that's the case and we're worried about evidence destruction or something, there's other tactics we can use that wouldn't uh. require guys going no knock into an unknown. You know, that even the military, when we train like building clearing, man, there's no more the, um, uh, what do you call that? That immediate entrance uh, dynamic entry. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're moving away from that very rarely. Yeah. Very Sur- rarely. Surrounding call out stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> moving away from that. Well, and, those tactics. and quite honestly,
1: going back to the, the no knock thing, if the way we kind of phrase it, like if, if a detective or someone brings a case to SWAT and says, Hey, like we got a search warrant for this house, but we need no knock because they might destroy evidence inside or whatever. If you're, if, if the, the rigidity or the the case is hinging on the evidence that we might find in that house that you think is in that house. And so you're, you're putting the team kind of in jeopardy or like reducing our safety in a call out like that by having us perform a no knock. If, if your case hinges on the evidence that we might find in the house because we're doing a no knock warrant, you need to build a better, better case. Mm, yeah. Right. I like, get more.
0: Yeah. We talk, we talk about it all the time. Priorities of life, right? Priorities of life. Can't say that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Safety priorities. Safety priorities <laughs> yes, bro. yes, exactly. Oh, is
2: priorities of life a, a racist comment now? It's, yeah. yeah, it's now
0: not PC. Yeah. So it's... now it's called the safety priorities. <gasps> when I explain them, you'll get it. It goes hostages are number one, innocents number two, <clears throat> cops are number three, suspects number four. So saying priorities of life, they didn't like that because you're prioritizing. Where did dogs fall into that? So probably depends on the owner. Three cops and suspects. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 right there. Yeah. Absolutely. That's where I feel about. Unless it's my Dotsons, you could put them. You know, down <laughs> than that. Dotsons are rodents. Oh. they're not Gosh. even dogs yet. They chewed up my floor, dude. they're real low right now. <laughs> Wait,
2: so I think I misinterpreted your dogs, and I, I was thinking of the different dog. You're talking about like a wiener dog.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dotson, we got two of them. Not, when
2: you first told me, I was picturing Doberman. the no, I wasn't even picturing. A I was picturing the black and white. What are they? Dalmatians? Why do they? Oh yeah,
0: negative. To their okay. And I was like, wow, you're cotton. Yeah. Firefighter dogs, two, man. Two
2: but ducks. you have wiener dogs. Yes. Dogs. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You should have said that the first time. Like, that's more.
0: No, I just kind uh, of like you with a. It sounds, it sounds, sounds classier. cooler. Yes. yes. Classier. They're tra- yes. they're trained. That's, that's me. I'm yeah. classy. Classy. <laughs> Very. That's right. Before I'm drinking out of the cup, that says, she believed she could, so she did. No, you're, you're welcome. Oh, right. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's
2: my wife's special cup.
0: Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. Good. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, what would you say for those that are coming down here, like a rundown on how our laws differ from say, I don't even want to say California. Cause that's like 180 out as far that's as a different country. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. it's just too bad. Cause I, I know I've said this a couple times geographically, California is freaking awesome. It's, they have
1: it all. God. They have it all. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to it's geographical
0: location and potential for what that state yeah. could be. Yes. They have everything. Right. right. Yes. At one point in time, I think it was 20 years ago. They had the, in top five, fifth largest GDP in the world. Yeah, that's true. By itself yeah. because you've got, anyways. But, um, so somebody coming from a different state, what kind of stuff <coughs> would you educate them on as far as like um, concealed carry, open carry, what we've got here in Idaho? When it comes to the law, Idaho has full reciprocity.
1: You have a CCW from any other state, we honor that. Um, we have open carry law. As long as you're legal... To own a firearm, you can conceal it and carry it and you can open carry it. There's no permit, special permit that you need for either one. We still we still offer CCW classes and enhanced CCW classes for those that you know want to travel, go other states, whatnot. That enhanced CCW, I think, is good in 39 states now. Nice. 38, 39 states. Is Washington one of those? Correct. Yeah. For the enhanced. Yeah. Okay. Just getting the Idaho concealed carry, Washington doesn't honor that one. You get the Idaho Enhanced, which is, and I, I say all of this, and I, I have my own issues with the CCW process or the, the class that is required. Um, four hour, it's typically an eight hour class. So, four hours of classroom. You learn the Idaho laws, the legal side of it, and then four hours of punching holes in a piece of paper. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: I'm sure you guys can attest to this. How many people have you met that, oh, yeah, I have my CCW? Oh, sweet. Do you carry? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not comfortable with the gun yet. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> So your CCW class, this the that this class it is required to take that allows you to carry in 38 of our states, doesn't get you to the point where you're comfortable even carrying your gun. Right, right. Yeah, that's a problem.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's there's an issue. There's more strict training guidelines for a BLS certificate or doing CPR than there are to carry a fire. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right, right.
2: that's a tough one to solve. Right. Like, what do you do? Like a week long class you know, like, yeah, it takes, I know some cops that 10 years on the job and they still suck here
0: oh, and so. Yeah, So no, oh. run
1: into it all the time. I mean, we see it all the time. Yeah. And, and to, I mean, I guess, yeah, your chosen profession is being an, an being armed all the time. Right? right. And so you would think that there's a little more emphasis, like personal emphasis on taking that training seriously. Yeah. There's not, I met cops that are, you know, 10, 15, 20 years on the job that the only time they touch their gun is when we require them to, to call or train yep. at the department. There's no, there's no outside of work shooting training. They used to drive me nuts. It drives me crazy. It, like, for, this is your chosen profession.
2: Right. right. For me, it was uh, like jujitsu. And for a while, a friend of mine and I were doing a free combatives class, like just for cops, like, Hey, come down on the weekend, like come train. And like nobody from my department would ever come to that i'm like now yeah, go they'll go play golf and do all that and that's yes. fun that's great but like you're, this is your profession and like there's a very high probability you're gonna get you're, you're gonna, gonna have to this. go hands-on you're gonna and they this. don't want to do it right it drove me crazy yeah, yeah same thing with guns of course i we'd have the the you know 29 years on the job guy and he's show up to the range and he'd be like just give me my rounds and yep. like, yeah like they don't want to shoot
1: right like, oh, yeah For knock sure. the call out and be done yep and that's it and yep. i it's unfortunate but we had those at our department. We have them in my prior agency. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate, but how do you, how do you promote? Now, mind you, at RPD, the difference?
0: don't let, don't let the range guy undersell what they get to do. All right. <laughs> We're at the range all the time out there messing around. I shot a them. lot
2: of rounds when I was a range guy, man. It was man. like. I'd be out there, you yeah. know, at least
0: five times a month. Like, But it's awesome. It's stress yeah. inoculation. It's yeah. rapid decision-making. It's moving and shooting. There's not the static stuff. That's stuff. Good like, stuff. And yeah. even, you know, there's a lot of folks out there, I'm going to call it out. I'm probably going to be super unpopular for it because I'm still in the military now. A lot of people in the military think they can shoot just because they're in the military. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Like, yeah. you you have to go train. Like, and there's yeah. some, no question, that actually went out legitimately and did some of the moving yeah. and shooting. But shooting paper targets once every two years as a qual i done training how to carry. A
2: so I guess the main point is here, even the guys and gals that do it all the time and carry a gun for a living, they need to train. So if you're coming <laughs> up here, um, like, and you want to carry a gun, you got to put the work in, you got to yeah. seek out training yeah, yeah, and do it. And, and you know, honestly, like a lot of them that have come up here that I know that, you know, I just talked to one the other night, actually they found this on YouTube. So shout out to them. That was cool. Um, Gabe and Kim, uh, they, uh, they hit me up and they're like, Oh, you know, we've been doing these classes we did They were over at Fernand like yeah. CCW. And then they awesome. did some other classes and it's like, so like they have a strong interest in bettering themselves in that world. And and
0: like, I like that.
2: Yeah. I'd say I'm seeing more of that here than I have seen in any, uh, anywhere else I've lived yeah. is just civilians seeking out that training. So that's cool.
0: It's awesome. And he won't do it. So I'll do it for him, but yeah. him and a couple other gun runners, like legitimately <clears throat> some of their, when we go through and test like world-class shooters and, um, they run two, seven tactical, which they teach and train on that. And, uh, also talk about the laws, but it's just putting a lot of rounds down range and changing your mechanics and stuff like that to yeah. make you faster, more effective and confident, you know, confidence with your firearm is huge. And, huge. Um, those guys, I know they've got them on social media, but they run their own classes. It's cool to see how much interest that gets because people legitimately, I think, want to be confident in their firearm. Where's yep. the, where's
2: the name two seven come from?
0: Uh, so Sergeant Moore. Greg Moore was oh yeah of course
2: in, I should have recognized yeah, 2015.
1: that 2015 yeah. yep. so good friend good sergeant good mentor um, good dude and so when we when we formed this company I think probably the biggest yeah. struggle in all of that it's like what do we name it yeah what do we name that's it like per- we know we have the skill name. set like we know we have what we need as far as the business goes what do we name it yeah um, and, and it, all three of us um, you know our, our third partner Sean Bogman. Wasn't up here, didn't know Greg, but being in law enforcement, being at the department, um it, it still meant something to him. Yeah. So fits. the three of us, it was it was a no brainer when we started like trying to devise a name around what Greg meant to all of us. Yeah, I like um, that. that was that That's was an trip. easy one. So yeah, the whole company is kind of a tribute to him, his family. Um Yeah.
2: Because do you're shooting over at Fernand or where do you
1: yeah. So historically, because uh, we don't have our own like in-house yeah. facility, that's future goals, obviously. But money and oh yeah, finding acreage now. Yep. Yeah. You know the any good realtors? <laughs> seen it? I don't. know. I don't know a single one. <laughs> well, I know one. Sorry. It's yeah. Sorry, babe. Yeah, yeah, My wife. Yeah. There. Oh, <laughs> there we go. See, that's because you're I
0: good judge. I know one single one. Yes. <laughs> you're a good judge of character. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That, course,
1: um, but no, so we, we've got a, a great partnership, great relationship with, uh, the guys out of Fernand. Um, we have to be careful though, because uh, to teach a full on CCW class, we, we don't do that at Fernand out of respect for them because they teach oh, they one there. One. Okay. Um, what I'm, and I'm, I'm working on the curriculum right now and I'm hoping by this spring we'll have it up and running and it's to combat that. That issue with, yeah, I've taken my CCW, but I'm, I, I'm still not comfortable carrying. Yeah. So, and if you guys have input on the name in my brain, I'm just going to name it training to conceal. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's not going to be these large group classes, 15, 20, 30 people at a time. I want it to be more one-on-one. So there's three of us instructors will probably take maybe five to six and there's going to be kind of a get to know you section before you come out to the class. What do you do for work? What do you do for recreation? Do you have kids? Like where do you carry your gun? Yep. Is it in the glove box of your car? Do you, are you on the road a lot for work? Do you, you know, are you a traveling salesman and you, you know, throw your gun in your car? Do you carry it on your person? Do you carry it in a purse? Are you sitting in an office all day and carry want to want to have a weapon with you? Once we know kind of what your daily routine is, we're gonna cater the training to that. I can't count the number of people I've talked to that carry in a purse that have never shot from a purse. Yeah. That's have have yeah. may give you one of her old throwaway purses you can train on shot oh, good good. from yeah, a purse. I think that's a good I idea. <laughs> then then on top of that, it's like, all right, what what type of gun do you carry? Yeah. Do you carry a semi automatic in your in your purse? And have you ever shot and and Experienced a malfunction because the slides moving around. And you got chapstick and lipstick and pencils and
0: all sorts of stuff flying around in your purse. Well, even the manner in which you're carrying it. I hate to bring in this, but that Walmart call was one of the worst things. Oh, dude, that course. was terrible. Worst things terrible. I've ever seen. It was. Kid. Yeah, well, mom, mom had a gun in her purse, and oh. kid was sitting
1: in the shopping cart and Pulled fiddling down. around with, the, and killed, killed mom. Oh my god. One hundred percent unintended. Like there was. no it was, there was just, no intention
0: behind it. He was just fiddling around right. with stuff in the <clears throat> an accident, oh, dude, that's but rough. understanding yeah. that part of it. Cause you all think about, just like we were talking about law enforcement beginning of this podcast, right? Like y'all think about <clears throat> your, that moment when you're training, you have your firearms for that to defend yourself, but there's yeah. a whole nother scope of responsibility yeah. in carrying. And, I think that's where you talk about coming here, and a lot of folks are coming from states where you can't conceal carry, or you have to get an advanced license, or whatever that looks like. Cool, come here and conceal carry, but be responsible. Yep. Yeah. Because if you're going to go get into fights, man, you're introducing a gun to every single fight, right? Like, be a responsible, gun carrier. Yeah. It's a force multiplier when we have an armed population that's trained and yeah. smart. That I I like it as a cop, but. The other and that's, that and that's yeah. the
1: angle that we're trying to take too. It's like, no offense, but I, I don't care whether you have a permit or not. I, yep. Idaho doesn't care either. I want, I want you guys to have the knowledge. Yeah. I want you to be comfortable. I want you to have the knowledge, the know-how, because like he said, it's a force multiplier. And when we have an armed population that is not just armed, yeah, I carry, but knowledgeable and comfortable Owning and possessing and carrying a firearm. Mm-hmm. That's where the advantage is. Yep.
0: Absolutely. That's, uh, can you provide some um, insight on the concealed carry stuff in Idaho, what that looks like? Because you'd mentioned that, how the, the Idaho doesn't care. Yeah. So Idaho as a state doesn't care. And
1: they don't, you don't have to be a resident in Idaho. If you are currently in Idaho and you are of legal age to own and you're not a felon, you know, all the, all the precursors, you're, you're illegal to own a firearm. Oh. You can conceal it, carry it. You can open, carry it. We don't care. There's restrictions and you can read through the code. There's restrictions on where you can and can't carry just based on federal law, schools, daycares, um, while you're intoxicated. Correct. Yeah. Um, is
2: that like over the legal limit or is there like a gray area there over the legal limit, or is it just
1: like, you know, impaired, No, I think you got to be over the week. Yeah, I believe it's. I don't don't believe it's over. I don't want to. Yeah, okay. I don't want to quote, misquote something. That's fine. Fine one there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. The guy on the Um, podcast said it was totally (laughs) true. I was was I heard this on YouTube. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's on the internet. They can't lie on the internet. (laughs) It's on the internet. It's totally true.
2: Uh, I'm pretty careful with that. I mean, I never get drunk. So there's that. But yeah, I usually,
0: I mean, yeah,
2: I am always carrying, but you know, I don't go to bars. I don't get drunk.
0: I can't say that. I'll say if I if I get drunk, I drink Pedialyte because I'm forty and that's cool. Sa- it saves me the next day. Yeah. How many Massive White Claws does it take you to get anymore? <laughs> <laughs> okay, based on my training and experience, <laughs> depends on the flavor. <laughs> Mango. Who's to say? Who's to they say? go down so easy? <laughs> yeah, white girl so wasted. Yeah, yes, they go down yes. easy. There you go. Um, how about? Uh, and we should just out with it. Any limitations on mag size or anything like that? Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a
2: good question. You people. want to
0: clear it, carry it?
2: Banana block,
1: clip, Glock forty-seven with a sixty-round drum. Try and conceal that. <laughs> Send it.
2: That'd be a ridiculous-looking well, thing. I'd love right. to see it. Yeah, it's easier, for, one. <laughs> it's
1: easier for some of us to conceal that.
2: Yeah. Appendix carry that bad boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: it's all we me. Got There, yeah. Yeah. there all it is. <laughs> no, so no, no limitations as long as the gun is legal. You're not carrying any modified. Obviously, the like the post eighty-six guns you can't can't carry full auto. Mm like normal federal restrictions. If, if it's a gun you want to conceal or a gun you want to open carry and it's a legal firearm and you're legal to own it, do it. Um, it.
2: What about, so tax stamps for short barrel rifles and suppressors.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: can you carry a, a short barrel rifle if you have your tax stamp? Yeah. Do you just have to have like paperwork.
1: Have yeah. That? Technically you have to have the tax stamp with you. That's lame. Um, I, I take a picture on my phone. Okay. All my NFA items. So SBRs, suppressors, anything that qualifies for an NFA, item, um, I just take a picture on my phone. So I've always got that mm, photo with me. Gotcha. Um, it's recommended that you have a hard copy somewhere. So like it, if I'm going out to the range, the one well, I'm kind of, I'm spoiled because I have my own gun range at my house. Well, but yeah, that's good. If I'm going to Fernand or going somewhere that is out away from my house, I'll, I've got a file with all my NFA, like copies of all my NFA tax stamp. So it's like a big Style.
2: file. I mean, you're making it sound like it's a pretty big file. Well, it's, it's ridiculous. It's average.
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not boasting. <laughs> it's average.
2: I don't have any of that. Yeah, I'm jealous
1: now. Average for an Idahoan. I need to step my game <laughs> up, man. He's got a girthy file yeah. of all of his tax stamped <laughs> firearms.
0: what he's trying to say. Yeah. About, um, uh, yeah. And I'm not even that familiar. How about suppressor stuff? Idaho suppressor stuff.
1: Yeah. Technically, and I, I don't want to get into the weeds in this, but technically the way the code is written, you can own a suppressor that was made in Idaho without a tax stamp. Now where we get into the weeds, and I said I didn't want to get there, but We're you getting have there. to read, some of, there read some of the fine print is if, if the feds wanted to get nitpicky on it, the metal that it is manufactured from has to be mined in Idaho. Like, every piece wow. cannot come from any other state but Idaho. Does the ATF, like, recognize it? If you can prove
2: all of that, they're good with it, and they're not going to mess with you? Or is there still am, a little bit of gray what area What am I allowed you?
1: to say about the ATF? Well,
2: <laughs> I don't
0: care. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> the ATF won't enforce a spoon-fed felony to them. Okay. But they would go after something like that.
2: Okay. Yeah, good to know.
1: Yeah. So, well, I always Just, figure, like... Sorry, my my opinion. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, theoretically, theoretically, based on my twelve Experience. twelve years doing this, yeah, you can spoon feed them a a badass federal case and they won't touch it. They'll go after someone like that. Without That's... a Fernand shooting a suppressor without a serial number on it, but somebody's got to dime
2: them out, right? Like, who's going to do that? Right. Not that I'd take that. I, mean, I wouldn't want to take that risk. I yeah. guess I'd keep that
1: one at home. But and honestly, with technology being what it is. And the advancements in, I mean, there's, you throw a rock in any, any direction and there's a suppressor company building them. The process is not hard. Yes, there's a waiting period, but it's, it's not a hard process. How long is that right now? Do you know roughly? My first suppressor was a 13 month wait. Whoa. My (laughs) X number (laughs) Last, <laughs> my last one. No, don't, don't show this to my wife. I was going to uh, say my second two or seven month waits. And yeah. I've got five sitting in ATF jail right now that I, I certified on them back in October. And okay. So we'll see. No, that's, that's a bit I'm, of a wait. I'm hoping June, July, maybe of this year.
0: Okay. They've gone faster now. It's gone electronic though. Yeah. Yeah. The e-forms there was that
1: sped it up for the first, like when they, they revamped that system and everything kind of went digital. You go to the kiosk and do your fingerprints and, and take a picture and all of that. That sped it up initially, and then it was flooded. Right now, everyone's like, "Oh, it's only a five month wait, six month wait for a suppressor. I'm going to go buy one." So, um two hundred bucks for the tax stamp to do it. Yeah. How much is a suppressor on average <clears throat> itself? It, some of that depends on what what it's for, right? If you're if you're looking for just a good all-around suppressor that you can put on multiple calibers, um, you can get into a, a a good quality suppressor, six, seven, eight, eight hundred bucks. Okay. Um, you want a, a more specific long-range hunting, long-range precision rifle where you need a you need a suppressor that's designed for accuracy. That's that's not going to allow some of the some of the other things to happen that you might sacrifice some of that accuracy for that doesn't matter in like an SBR or a close quarters gun or a a pistol that, you know, realistically you're shooting 25, 30 yards. Yep. Um, you need a a suppressor for a long range rifle. That's, you're going to be in the 12 to $1,300 range, 1500 bucks. Okay. Um, plus your $200 tax stamp. But again, it all depends on
2: the purpose okay what it's for so you buy it it's say you buy it at east county guns Mm -hmm. it sits there until it clears correct okay so they just hang on to it they got
1: yeah so you go in warehouse full of them waiting yeah you purchase it um you'll get an email from you know if you go through the silencer shop kiosk you'll get an email from them saying hey you're ready to certify you go through a questionnaire different things and then you what they call certify and that's when your waiting period starts okay and there's no, there's no like countdown timer that tells you, all right, June 17th of 2024. Just shows up someday. Right. You,
2: Does it have to be for a specific silencer? Suppressor, excuse me. Do, like the tax stamp, is it for one specific serial yes. numbered item? Yeah. So okay.
1: you can go on, like I, I've gone on and, and bought, you can buy tax stamps in advance. Okay. If you have a silencer shop account, you go onto the website, you can buy 30, 30 tax stamps. And when you buy a suppressor, they take one of those tax stamps and assign that, that tax stamp to that serial number on that suppressor. Okay. That tax stamp is for that one specific NFA item.
2: So if I went in right now and did my $200 tax stamp, would that start the counting period? Or do I have to assign it to a suppressor to start the period? Once you purchase
1: the suppressor and okay. it's assigned that gotcha. serial number,
0: that's when it starts. That would have been kind of cool. i go home 10 of these and then i get it right over Just the like counter. Thing. Yeah. Next 10 yeah. years, yeah. I'm good. Or you could go
1: to Sweden and it's required to have a suppressor to hunt. You go in and buy it uh, same day.
2: So is, is that yeah. pretty common for hunting out here? People throw them on there? It's
1: getting more popular. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a great idea,
2: honestly. Yeah. Like, Savior having to put earplugs in or something. I,
1: yeah, I I like hunting suppressed. It adds a little bit of length to the gun. It adds some weight, but now I don't have to like walk around with earmuffs on or earplugs yep. or like, hey, I, I've got an opportunity, but wait just a second. Put my earplugs in so I don't blow out my eardrums.
0: Now, um, yeah, but on your property, you are walking around in your skivvies, anyways, getting ready to right, plug sure whatever. Typically, I walking shoot my bed. elk in my basketball shorts <laughs> yes. from
1: my back porch. Wow, so that's great! That's good. <laughs> right you don't worry. You still, very Idaho. Yeah, they ain't <laughs> it's Very so That's right. Banana hammock. I'm trying to keep it PG here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> For those that don't know,
1: uh, like how how much does it reduce the sound of a firearm? So typically, and I again. I, oh. I'm, I'm not going to talk decibel ratings. I don't,
2: nah, nah, I don't yeah. know all like,
1: of that, but typically your a good quality suppressor meant for the caliber that you're shooting will bring it below hearing safe standards.
2: So it's, it's not entirely quiet, but it's no.
1: where you don't need your, this your is, it's not Hollywood. You still hear the crack because what you have, unless you're shooting subsonic rounds, you still have a supersonic bullet right. breaking the sound barrier as it leaves the barrel. So you're still going to hear that crack. Um, but it brings the level down to where it's, it's safe for you to be around it without hearing protection on, mm-hmm. I used st- I still wear hearing protection when I shoot suppressed. Um, but it typically a suppressor, you know, you shoot a 30 cal suppressor on a five, five, six, it's going to be slightly louder than shooting a dedicated five, five, six suppressor on a five, five, six. Okay but not, not what your not what your ears could recognize. Right. Yeah. Um, typically one or two decibel difference. Um, and that's why I talk about like a a good general purpose suppressor. Like my first suppressor was a 30 cal can because I, I've got 300 blackout, I've got five, five, six, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, I can, I can put one, one style muzzle brake on multiple different rifles and just, use that suppressor on whatever rifle I wanted to shoot that day. Oh, that's kind of cool. So, and that's, that's another option for those, you know, those that are wanting to get into the, the NFA stuff is find a good, good quality 30 caliber can. You can shoot hunt rifles out of it. You can shoot AR 10. You can shoot 30 Cal, like 300 blackout 30, 30, right? 30, 30. Yeah. Um, all the way down to five five six two two three. Even throw it on twenty twos. I wouldn't recommend that because twenty two rimfire stuff is super dirty. Oh, and then, like cleaning your can is, yeah, honey, I do. A, you you like don't have the gas soak pressure, soak or something. Yeah, you can. It depends on the suppressor, but most yeah. of them, most of them now are user serviceable. Some of the ones that are three D printed, they're all just like one piece. I drop it in a sonic cleaner, mm. um, okay. or you can like old school method military. Drop it in CLP for a day and then thread it on a five five six something with high pressure. And blast it out and that cleans it
0: <laughs> remember kids clean your can after dirty
1: ammo right
0: <laughs> always clean your can <laughs> always so but i will say that you brought out that uh ruger 22 and he was running subsonic oh uh, like a 10
2: 22 oh, so cool uh
1: no i'll well, no, so i represent a company called gray birch precision okay so they make um super high-end like very accurate 1022s. oh god i want one now Damn it! When I you know a guy. You know, yeah, a guy? Yeah,
2: All right. I know a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, suppressed subsonic ammo. Yeah. So super quiet. Yeah,
1: literally, literally the impact. Like we were just shooting a, like targets, and then a dirt bank behind it, and the the bullet hitting the dirt bank is louder than the gun.
2: That might be the most fun thing ever. Oh, they were. It, <laughs> it was, was awesome, dude. It's, yeah. And
1: what's even funner is shooting it out of a bolt action. So I've got a little CZ 457 Yeah. So you don't have, you don't have even the sound of the bolt. Oh, right. Coming back, it's just dude. it's it's. Dead quiet, dude. So much fun.
2: Would that kill a coyote yeah. if you were close enough?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside 100 subsonic rounds, you'd probably want to be inside 50 yards. Okay, um,
0: they're funky because s- you can kind of see them. You know what I mean? It's like, like y- s- yeah, you can oh, yeah. just, okay. I mean, okay. they're still moving, but you can kind of see them.
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're only out of a 16 inch barrel, they're only coming out at about 700 feet per second. Okay, you can uh, get yeah, subsonic right. rounds that are shooting about a thousand. Um, but yeah shot placement you could kill a coyote at 100
2: yards just thinking ahead here you know i got got some property coming up and i got little dogs and
0: oh yeah oh, yeah i mean i could doxins I'll, <laughs> I'll bring the attack doxins over dude. To yeah 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 they'll take care of the coyote <laughs> uh, actually if you have a whole bunch of coyotes i will bring them over i'm just kidding babe. <laughs> the there. Really, really
2: they'll spend great. the night at my house on the, <laughs> on the back porch it's going to yeah. look like jurassic park yeah. <laughs> where they
0: stick the goat out there the doxins yeah. are just going to be out there on <laughs> the just go and bark, yip it up, yip it up. Have Be as loud time. as you want. Yeah, fight, fight the whole party.
2: <laughs> oh, but I guess we better cut this, fellas. I, we're, I'm uh, we're 12-12. twelve twelve. Goes quick. Man. It goes really quick, but um, we can do it again. That's a beauty. Yeah. And, yeah. You know where to find me. Actually, we're moving the podcast studio here within the month to a legit space that we're renting. Sequel. Not my basement I don't know. This anymore. Seems pretty legit. It's pretty yeah. legit, yeah. but it's my basement. So, um, you know, it's kind of weird having the sheriff down here and people like that.
0: It, it all started when I started coming over here. He's yeah. like, all right, suspect individuals coming into my basement. Yeah. My right. River. Yeah. Yep. And it's hard to talk people down here
2: sometimes because they're like, really? Like, you want me to go down there with you? I'm like, no, it's fine. There's There's a my mom will us lunch while we're yeah. Here talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> There's an ice tub full of ice. Your kidney looks great. It's all <laughs> clean <laughs> ice. It'll be, it'll be fantastic.
2: Uh, th- that was really good info, man. I appreciate it. I uh, definitely want to do it again sometime. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you, Eric. Yep. Yeah, Paul Taller, yeah, taller. Thank, Eric. You,
0: thank you, taller. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, what was that movie again? <laughs> twins, twins,
0: twins. Exactly I know right. for the younger crowd. Look at yeah, Do understand. we have time? Do we have time? I'm
1: sure. The Devito story. Now uh, tell the Devito story.
0: Geez, okay. Um. There I was, super professional, minded my business. He and I were working Street Crimes Task Force together. <laughs> we yeah. may have cultivated a, um, have got to say an informant, something like that, right? Working some street crime stuff is how that we'll worked. Use that term loosely. Yes. Yeah. yes. He did provide information. Yes, he did. He was a concerned citizen providing information for the betterment of the city. Really, right. Good citizen. So it's when uh, I'm over talking to him and we're facilitating how we're going to work together, right, to uh, pursue further criminal endeavors. And out of nowhere. No, talk- no, no. It wasn't out of nowhere.
1: we <laughs> were ahead. exchanging phone numbers. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, what do I call you? What do, what do I put in my phone? What do I call? I don't want to put like officer so-and-so right. in my phone. I happened to overhear and I said, hey, call him DeVito. Yes.
0: And boom, that stuck. Flash forward, we had an incident <laughs> that turned into a massive, it was just a, it was a total shite show. Everything went sideways. Frogger on the freeway. Yes. I was, and I was quarterbacking it and there was like <laughs> multiple things going on all at once. Cause that's the only thing I know is just a shit show. <laughs> So, anyways, he ends up going to confront this individual. He's like, no, no, no. I'm on the phone with DeVito. I'm on the phone with DeVito. And he's rolling. So, now we have to disclose and go testify that DeVito is my particular name utilized <laughs> for the purposes of this report. So, now I'm judicially recognized as DeVito. It's, it's really great. It's oh, really, it's really, a really
1: Point of pride for kind my career. Kind yeah. of famous. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's my yeah. like that, one of my prouder
1: moments, yep. 12 years of doing
0: this. In, a... in court, that was kind of cool. And then, you know, testifying about the balls, that was also a so big,
2: that's a, different story. Story. a story for another day. yeah word for
0: to that one. one we don't have that time for that yeah, one today. Traditionally wow. recognized wow so that's awesome oh man that's a good
2: teaser i apologize for yeah. for next yeah. time yeah stick, <laughs> stick around, around. eric will tell you the story about his <laughs> testifying about his balls yeah
0: so that will be the lowest views that will ever get on the podcast <laughs> no it'll <laughs> be the highest that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: uh cool well thank you fellas that was a good time as always appreciate yeah. it and we will catch you later